When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on crafters? Welcome to a new season of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC. That is right. I'm making videos now, official videos, not just the podcast audio with the little slate up. It's an actual video with my face talking to your face. <laughs> Welcome to the new Dig Straight Down. Yes, for those of you who are just listening to me on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or what have you, you could be watching me right now on my YouTube channel. So if you're new here, I'm Rebel JC, but you can call me Rebel, and I make a podcast, or in this case, kind of more like a talk show, about ideas for future Minecraft updates, as well as spending a lot of time speculating on official upcoming updates that they've told us about. So that's what Dig Straight Down is all about. And whether you have been a longtime listener of Dig Straight Down or you've just now found the show, if you're enjoying it, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Let me know in the comments that you're watching and share it with a friend. I would greatly appreciate that. I would love to see us hit 100 subscribers in the next month or so. I don't think that that would be too hard to do. I'm like at 80 something right now, so I would love to see it hit 100. Now, there's a lot of stuff to talk about in this episode, the first episode of season four. We have a lot to talk about. I'm going to get into 1.17, what I've liked about it, what I've disliked about it, looking forward to 1.18, and of course, the general future of Minecraft. But first, let's dig into this episode's Dragon's Egg Challenge. The Dragon's Egg Challenge is an event where three teams of listeners compete in creative challenges to win the Dragon's Egg Trophy. These teams are the Technical Ironlocks, the Adventurous Nightbanes, and the Creative Archalors. Now for the first challenge of the season, I want you to answer this question. What do you think the Warden of the Deep Dark should be guarding in the Caves and Cliffs Update Part 2. The ideas will be judged on originality, how well it is communicated, and how well it fits into the world of Minecraft. Each team can put forward more than one idea, so don't be shy to disagree with each other and come up with your own answers. However, I really want to see team members working together on this. Whoever has the best idea will win the Dragon's Egg Trophy in their team's channel on the Dig Straight Down Discord. Again, if you want to take part in this challenge, you can either join a team on the Discord or you can email me with your ideas and tell me which team you would like to be on. The deadline for these ideas is Wednesday, July 14th. Now let's dig into some listener messages. Now this email is from Diamond Eye and Diamond Eye writes, Hi Rebel, I think in dry riverbeds we should have partially buried fish skeletons that we can uncover using brushes. I don't know why this would be useful, probably just for bones, but I think it would be fun. Thank you, Diamond Dive, for your email. 
I agree with you. That would be fun. Um, I think it'd be really awesome to be able to find things in like the the riverbank or dry riverbeds, like you were saying, or maybe even like beaches on the ocean that kind of pertain to like water aquatic life. So maybe if you took a brush, like in the in the upcoming archaeology update, whenever that happens, um, take the brush to to some sand on a beach or a riverbank and brush away and maybe you could find yeah like fossilized fish and then you could use those fossilized fish maybe they're like collectibles maybe there's like 15 of them in the game and you can collect them all as sort of like a, a achievement kind of thing maybe you could trade these fossilized fish to maybe the fishermen villagers and they can give you some interesting things in return um or even i think that this would be cool I think if you could find nautilus shells by brushing away at gravel and stuff on riverbanks, that would be awesome because nautilus shells can be a pain to get, at least for me anyway. So any other way that we can find nautilus shells in the game, I'm all for it. And this sounds like a way to do it that would be really fun, actually, and make a lot of sense, too. So again, thank you, Diamond Die, for that email. And guys, if you want to email the show or leave me a message at all, you can email me at digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. Or, and this is really fun, you can go to my Anchor podcast page and leave me a recorded voice message, and I'll pop it in the show. So you'll be able to hear your own voice on Dig Straight Down. Send me some messages. I can't wait to see them. And uh, let's get into the main discussion of this episode. So first of all, I wanted to get into what's going to be different about Season 4 of Dig Straight Down. First and most obviously is the YouTube channel and the videos that I'm going to be making. Um, I'm really going to be digging into the videos. I think that it was the logical next step for Dig Straight Down to go beyond just an audio podcast and go into actual YouTube content. Um... I know that Minecraft content on YouTube, there's a lot of saturation, and I don't know how that's going to affect things, but as far as I can see, most of those Minecraft videos are actual Minecraft gameplay, and that's not what I'm going to be doing, at least not for a little while. Um, so yeah, this kind of thing, face-to-face -face conversations with Rebel is what you're going to get on YouTube, um, and if again, if you're listening to this on Spotify or whatever, jump over to YouTube and subscribe and uh, check out the videos. Maybe you'll like it a little bit more um, in video form. So videos, first off, that's the main way that this uh, season is going to be a bit different. The next thing is I have launched a Patreon, and this is where things get a little exciting. So I have three tiers of patron levels. The first one is Branch Miners for $3 a month. Not very expensive. And you get some perks. You get one, you get monthly Ask Me Anything sessions. So AMAs, you can ask me a question, I'll answer it, provided it's not too personal or, or something that I don't want to answer. Um, so you'll get those monthly if you get, uh, get on that tier. You'll also get credited in every video. So every one of my patrons are going to be credited in a credit roll at the end of my YouTube videos. If, so if you want to see your name in future episodes, you know what to do. You're also going to get exclusive updates from me in written form, in recorded form. So you're going to see uh, exclusive, you know, little blog posts maybe and some videos maybe occasionally. Um, on the Patreon. So that's the first tier. The second tier is the Instaminers, and that's for $7 a month. And in this tier, you get everything from the previous tier, plus you get whitelisted on the official Rebelcraft Java server. 
that you can play with me occasionally and some other people there too, people who listen to the show, people who are members of the team. And um, yeah, so I've got a server now, and if you want to get whitelisted on it, you want to look for Tier 2 on my Patreon. In addition to being whitelisted on that Minecraft server, you're also going to have access to the server-only Discord channel on the Dig Straight Down Discord. Um, and that's where you can get together with other people who are also on the Rebelcraft server. And you can talk about what's going on in the server, maybe collab with some projects and stuff. And just, in general, just chat with people who are in the server as well as you are. And the third and last tier is the Red Dragon Guard. And that's for $15 a month. Now, in this tier, you become a very, very powerful person. And you get to vote on discussion topics for future episodes. So what I'll do is for this tier of patrons, I'll put up three discussion topic options, and then you guys will vote on which one you like best. And that's the one I'll do. Um, so Red Dragon Guard, pretty powerful. Uh, so yeah, if you want to be able to kind of direct the flow of the show a little bit and get involved, that's what you're going to want to do. So, but again, uh, on any tier that you join, if you join at all, um, I greatly appreciate it. It's going to allow me to make this show even better and develop this this idea that I have for uh, Minecraft content creation even more. So appreciate it. If you do this, thank you so much. So I've got some catching up to do. So while I've been on my month break for the month of July, Things have happened. Uh, 1.17 was released, the first part of Caves and Cliffs update, and I've had the opportunity to play on a server running on 1.17, but also running the 1.18 uh, data pack. And uh, by the way, shout out to Arzor, the the owner of that server that I'm playing on. It's a whitelisted server, so it's not open for public. But he's a great guy. I wanted to give him a shout out. The link to his Discord is in the description of this episode. So go check him out. Uh, go click on the link. Start chatting with him. Get to know him. He's a great guy. But 1.17 content. Okay, so let's start there. Let's start with what I really, really like and love about 1.17 content. Number one, in all caps, Deep Slate. Deep Slate. Deep Slate's amazing. And I'm not even a builder. Okay, so Deep Slate has been, essentially, they've given us this whole, you know... I don't know what to call it, just a whole new set of blocks, like a lot of new blocks to use. So Deep Slate kind of has the same effect on me as uh, Blackstone did in the Nether update. Blackstone, still a beautiful block. Gilded Blackstone is probably still my favorite looking block of all time. Um, anytime I can get Gilded Blackstone, I just kind of put it in a place of honor in my base because it's just so pretty. Um, but Deep Slate is similar to the same way. and. and I just think it's a beautiful block to use and all of its variants. Tiled uh, Deep Slate is really, really good. I have found for making roofs out of. So Tiled Deep Slate stairs, awesome for roofs. And uh, yeah, so that's the number one thing on my list of the things that I've loved about 1.17 content. The next thing is just a fun thing is the Spyglass. It's so cool. Like I haven't really used it in a practical way yet um, to like see over the next ridge and see if there's a, you know, a illager patrol or whatever. But um, it's just fun to play with. It's just fun to play with. It has that really, really satisfying sound. They're not hard to get either. All you need is two copper ingots and an amethyst shard. 
all those things real easy to get. So the spyglass is just a fun little toy to play with in Minecraft, and I'm sure that there's going to be some real practical use for those things in the future. I just can't wait to see it. And we'll probably come up with some ideas for what those those useful uh, uses for the spyglass will be in the future. So, as always, stay tuned, subscribe. You don't want to miss any of these videos. Um, so, number three, geodes. And specifically, mining geodes. Probably the most satisfying thing in Minecraft right now is finding a geode and just obliterating it with a pickaxe. It's the sounds. The sounds of, of, of smooth basalt calcite and amethyst breaking is just beautiful it's just it's such a satisfying sound so uh geodes and mining geodes are amazing and speaking of calcite calcite is a really awesome block if you wish that you could use a mineral white block but you really hate diorite kind of like me um calcite is your friend calcite is what i would i would just call calcite better diorite or good diorite because that's what it is. It's a replacement for diorite for people who wish they could use a white block and don't want to use bird poop. So uh, yeah, calcite is awesome. Uh, the next thing, glow ink sacs. I have made so many signs just to make the letters glow in the dark. It's amazing and um, I, it makes me realize how much difficulty I have actually reading signs in Minecraft before this happened. Even when you say uh, dyed the letters a certain color to make it a little bit more contrasty against the wood, it was still kind of, you know, unless you were right up close to it, it was hard for me to see. I don't think I have seeing problems. I don't think I have eye problems at all. I know I have ear problems, but I don't, I don't know about if my eyes are unhealthy or not. Anyway, but this just makes it so much better to look at and actually looks really cool. I can't wait to see what people do in terms of using this feature for decoration. Um, I've already seen some pictures of people making more futuristic cyberpunk type builds and then using signs uh, with the some text art, some different uh, designs with their uh, the the text, and then using the glowing sack on it to make some very interesting glowing neon patterns maybe some neon signs in a different language or arrows pointing into you know a shop or something it looks very futuristic and cyberpunk i love that i think this is where um this is where the uh, glow ink sack is truly going to shine and i'm not going to apologize for that terrible terrible joke and last but not really last it's just last on the list that i wrote down i, I love a lot of things about 1.17 but this is the stuff i really like the last thing on that list is the azalea bushes. They're so cool. They're so different. There's nothing like them in Minecraft. Um, and I really, really hope that this represents a new direction for like plants in Minecraft. So, And honestly, I would not mind if they um, completely redesigned saplings to be more three-dimensional rather than that like, you know, X crosshatch, you know, design. Um, it really works very well. And... I just like to put them everywhere. They're easy to get. You just get moss and uh, bone meal, and you can get as much as you want. So, uh, yeah, uh, azalea bushes are awesome. So those are the things that I really, really, really like about 1.17. And let's get into the list of things I dislike. It's a short list. Only one thing. Only one thing. And it could be fixed in 1.18. We'll see. I don't know. The chances are looking slimmer and slimmer. Azalea trees don't have their own wood type. 
Right now, they are just glorified. And I do mean glorified oak trees. Um, I don't actually, they don't drop apples. That's, that's the difference. But the logs and the, the, the wood blocks and everything, it's oak. And it says it's oak. It's, it's not an azalea tree. It's an oak tree with azalea leaves. I, I don't like that at all. And it just seems to me, and, and first of all, before I say this, I do want to make clear that I believe in the devs. I think the devs know what they're doing. And, um, most of the time, if not all of the time, the decisions that they make are the right decisions. Now, whether I know the reasoning or understand the reasoning or know how the decisions that they make are the best decisions, I'm not, I, I'm not an expert. I'm not looking over their shoulder. I'm not in their meetings. I don't know what their reasonings are. But I sure don't know what the reasonings are for not having an official azalea tree wood type. It just, It seems like a no-brainer you know to add that um it seems like there's no real reason to not have one um especially since they've given us so many new blocks in this update what's you know one new wood type on top of that and I, you know what i could be wrong i could I, but could be completely wrong on that i don't know what it takes to make these things and so you know but still, like, come on, a, a, a whole tree type is missing from Minecraft right now, and it's kind of a shame. So uh, I really, really, really hope that 1.18, the Caves and Cliffs Part 2, brings us official azalea tree uh, wood type. Um, what could that look like? I don't know. So, like, mom, my mom and dad had azalea bushes, you know, in the front yard when I was growing up. And I didn't know that there were azalea trees. There are, in fact, azalea trees. I I just thought they were bushes my whole life. Uh, the wood from the bush, at least, that I can remember, was, it didn't, maybe it was a little reddish. It was reddish on the outside. Like, so, like, the bark was a little bit like a reddish brown, very deep reddish brown. The inside was kind of, you know, what you would expect wood to look like, just sort of, you know, pale, yellowy, white brown. Um, so... As far as, like, sticking to what Azalea wood looks like in real life, I don't know if that's what they would need to do. Um, I think looking for uh, colors in wood types that we're missing out on, and I'm not sure what those could be, um, since I'm not very well versed in, you know, the blocks that are available to build with, um, but it seems to me that this is a perfect opportunity to look at a gap, maybe, or like a need for a specific color or shade of a wood type and to fill that um, need with the new azalea um, wood variant. Um, I think that that would be, that would be really cool if they could do that. That's the one thing I don't like about 1.17 is that that's missing and it seems to be like, why is it missing? Why couldn't they have been that, done that in this uh, part one? Why wait till part two to do that? Anyway, that's just my thoughts. It does, it feels like an incomplete feature and that's just all i'm going to say about it they'll probably fix it one day hopefully let's put a lot of pressure on them let's let's, let's start a petition give us azalea wood <laughs> um so speaking of 1.18 let's look forward to 1.18 uh we have a very very good idea as to what part two is going to look like um because most of us if not all of us have at least seen pictures and videos 
of the new terrain generation for the new mountain types as well as the new cave types and the cave biomes as well. Um, so we already have a really good idea, but I'm going to tell you right now, unless you've been playing in those snapshots and that data pack, the 1.18 data pack that Mojang has um, provided for us to test out and to play around in, um, which I have, by the way, you don't quite realize just how much it's going to be different. Um, now, the basic game feels the same. Obviously, it's still Minecraft, and it still feels Minecrafty, but it's more Minecraft. It feels like you're playing more Minecraft, um, because uh, while I haven't come across any new mountains, um, and I can't wait to come across new mountains in, in, in gameplay, I think it's going to be a wonderful thing, uh, just amazing, mind-blowing how huge these mountains really are, but um, I have seen caves in the new cave generation and played in it and i want to tell you it's it's like standing on the surface and then realizing that there's like a whole new world underneath your feet it's it's so much more depth literally more depth in this world than ever before and the wrapping your mind around the volume of world that you're in is is pretty mind-boggling um coming across um uh, bit, huge, huge caves. I mean, huge caves. It, um, in some places, it could even feel like you're in, you know, it, it almost feels like the nether in a way, except overworld, um, because it's just a ginormous caves. Um, but even when they're like smaller caves, they just feel different. It fe the, the, the world of Minecraft underground feels more like... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? You know how, like, in the real world, the, the Earth is made of plates, you know, and they're all, like, cracking against each other and, you know, causing earth crisis. But, like, there's there's parts in the Earth where the things are folded into each other and, like, sort of mangled up. Well, you find those things now in Minecraft. Um, and there will be caves that you'll go into where you're, like, cli you're climbing over rock formations and trying to squeeze through gaps to get to other caves and then you'll find caves that are filled with water that you can go into and see axolotls and um, glow squid swimming around in. It's an amazing, amazing new addition and that's just the underground. That's not even the new mountains. So I've only seen the half of it and I'm here to tell you right now if you haven't played it already, um, 1.18 is going to be world changing for Minecraft. Um, it's going to be amazing and I cannot wait to officially dig my teeth into that so the other thing that i'm looking forward to um is the new biomes um lush caves of course but i'm, I'm beginning to think that um the deep dark is going to be my favorite uh, the more that we learn about the deep dark the more interesting it sounds um what we know now from i believe it was king b dogs who said in a tweet and i'll see if i can find it and pull it up for you guys on the video and link to it in the description if i can find it if not then you're just going to take my word for it one of the devs i believe it was king b dogs um said that the only thing that is going to be gen to, to be um to be spawning uh, the only mob that is going to be spawning in the deep dark is the warden. No zombies, no creepers, and I'm assuming this goes into no other mobs at all. So no bats, no skeletons, n nothing but the warden, as far as mobs go, generates in the deep dark. Um, the deep dark is starting to feel like a very scary place. Um, 
and I cannot wait <laughs> to get into it. Um, the Warden uh, is going to be an amazing thing. Obviously, everyone's looking forward to the Warden. The Warden is, I think, most people's favorite upcoming feature. Um, and the little that we know about it even makes it even more interesting because it's so mysterious. But um, the Deep Dark and the Warden in combination, as well as the Skulk, um, the Deep Dark is going to be a place where you're going to want to be very quiet. Um, you're going to want to be very, very quiet there because if you if you alert the Warden to your presence, obviously it's going to it's going to de destroy you, and and you're not going to be able to de survive that battle unless you're just that good. Um, but yeah, the deep dark is going to be amazing. I think it's probably going to be my favorite biome. Whether or not that's the biome that I go to the most remains to be seen. I feel like the lush, the lush caves um, is probably going to be the place where most people set up camp if they're going to build bases underground. Um, it appears to be the more safer of the, the three biomes that we know we're getting. Similarly to the uh, warped forest of the nether, uh, which seems to be in my opinion, at least, the safest biome in the nether, uh, as of now, anyway. Um, so yeah, the Deep Dark and the Warden, very much looking forward to those things. Another note that I thought was really interesting that uh, Lady Agnes actually brought up in a video um, recently, and all these videos, any, anything that I'm referencing is going to be linked down in the description. She talked about updating old worlds to 1.18, and whether or not the terrain generation was going to mess up things for you. Um, no, they're not going to mess up anything for you. In fact, what the, the devs were talking about was this idea that they were going to blend new chunks and old chunks together very seamlessly and smoothly as possible. So nothing that you've built is going to all of a sudden be replaced by a huge mountain or a deep cave. Um, and, and that's just such a really cool thing to me. I cannot wait to see... Um, now, I myself don't have a world that I've been playing in for a very long time um, that I'm going to update to 1.18, so I wouldn't have that issue in the, in the first place. But uh, ongoing servers that I follow the the, the um, that I follow on YouTube and stuff like that, so things like Hermitcraft, um, I know that they're probably planning on doing that, just updating um, updating old world chunks to the new world generation as they've done in the past. But I'm interested to see what that looks like that that smooth. Um, blending of old chunks with new chunks and how that's going to work and what that's going to look like. I'm very interested to see that. All in all, 1.18, um, I'm still very hyped about it, even though I feel like we know a lot about it. Um, there's still a lot of things that we don't know and still, I think, a lot of potential for things to come that they haven't announced yet in uh, 1.18. I would not be surprised at all if they announced some new features, possibly some new mobs, and if we uh, dream and wish with all our hearts, possibly a new um, cave biome. I think that that would be really cool. Crossing our fingers, of course, for the frozen ice cave biome would be amazing. But now, looking beyond the Caves and Cliffs update, ah, Minecraft Live 2021. It's happening. The devs said it in a video that's linked in the description. Go watch all those videos <laughs> um, and, and find out for yourself. But Minecraft Live is happening this year. As Hopefully they can, they, they can do it. Hopefully there's no cancellations or postponing or anything. But they are going to announce the next update after the Caves and Cliffs update in that event. So I'm definitely going to be watching. Um, I'll definitely do a video or a podcast episode um, reacting to whatever announcements they make in that. 
So what do we think uh, 1.19 is going to be? Well, there's a lot of possibilities, and I'm going to talk about a few of them. First of all, the first possibility is I would like to see some sort of biome update. Um, this is basically uh, taking the biomes plus the mobs um, that lost the biomes or mobs uh, votes in previous uh, events and bringing them to the game officially in one big update. So uh, I have my list right here. I'm going to look at my list and read these things. So we have the Savannah. The Savannah lost um, a, a biome update um, to the... Uh, I think it was to the Taiga. I think it lost to the Taiga. Anyway, so the Savannah was going to bring the Ostrich Mob, the Baobab Tree. I think I'm saying that right. Baobab. The Baobab Tree. Uh, the Termite uh, Mob. Th those those the savanna in my opinion is a pretty boring biome i don't think it's the most boring i think the most boring biome is the birch forest it's also the one that deserves to be burned down without prejudice um, but this uh updating savanna with these with these features would definitely bring more life to it um the desert was going to bring the palm tree and the meerkat mob uh the swamp was going to bring the frog mob a chest boat, so a boat with a chest in it, and the mangrove trees. So new trees everywhere. Oh my gosh, why would we not want these things? The Badlands update was going to bring vultures, which the 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 the, the features that the vulture would bring would are as described in the biome vote um, video are going to be really cool. I've done an episode like that uh, about that previously i'll link that in the, if the, in the description if i can remember to anyway but vultures is going to bring a new type of cactus and tumbleweed that sounds awesome i should have voted for the badlands i think i voted for the uh mountains instead or the taiga i can't remember which one of those whichever one of those at the time um also the moo bloom what we know about the moo bloom from the videos that they showed was it was going to be friends with the bee that's awesome <laughs> friends with bees um, and it was going to live in the flower biome, of course, which makes sense. Also, the Isolager. The Chilliger, as a lot of people like to call him. I like to call him by his official name, which is the Isolager. It sounds better to me. But the Chilliger, I get it. You know, it's his nickname. Whatever. Just a grumpy old dude living on a mountaintop and throwing clouds of ice at us if we get too close. Why did we not all vote for this in the, the mob vote? Of course, the Glow Squid. Great. The Mooblim, eh, you know, give it a take. I would like to see it in the game, but I'm not going to, like, bend over backwards to make that happen. The Ice Auger. Come on, guys. Why did y'all not those Ice Auger? It needs to come to the game, um, along with so many other things. But it needs to come to the game, uh, and I would really love to see this be 1.19, the biomes update, bringing all these things, plus the mobs that lost the mob vote. Um, another possibility, which I think is probably likely to come in the next two updates, we'll see. Um, don't quote me on that, or if you do, just tell just tell people that I don't really know what I'm talking about, because that would be true as well. The end update. Um, it just makes sense, right? So we've had the nether update, we've had the caves and cliffs update. Both of those were highly called for from the community, and very much on the minds of the developers, and I'm sure the end is as well, I would be very surprised, not necessarily disappointed, but surprised to see if we had to wait more than two updates to see an end update. Um, I can't get into all that could go 
into an end update. I've done an episode on that in the past. But of course, you can let your imagination go wild. Basically, it's a blank slate. And it really, really, really needs um, an overhaul. It really does. Um, And then something else that's been in the works for a while now, the combat tests that Jeb has been putting together. Um, I haven't seen one in a little while. Um, But updating combat, I think, would be pretty cool. We've already had a combat update from the past. I think that doing it again would be a good idea. Maybe this could be the combat update part two. Um, And... Some of the things that I have here, notes from the most recent combat test, is one, is that some of these interesting things. So one, if you get hit while you're eating, it interrupts your eating, and that applies to drinking as well. So that would make the whole healing yourself or getting buffs from potions a lot more challenging, as well as bow fatigue. So holding back a bow longer than three seconds, you start to lose a little bit of your power and a little bit of your aim as well. Those would be really, really cool to see, as well as maybe making some other weapons more powerful. Looking at you, Trident, I would love for the Trident to be the best weapon. Right now, uh, there's a lot of controversy on that. There's a lot of different schools of thought on the Trident. I love the Trident, pro Trident all the way. But I would love to see the Trident shine even more. So, combat update, battle update, whatever you want to call it. That could also be a possibility for 1.19. So, the biomes update, ends up the end update, combat update part 2. Who knows what we'll see in the future, but guys, that is why I'm here, to talk about this. Um, And I cannot wait to get into this season with you guys. I've got so many things to talk about. You've got so many things to talk about. Join my Discord and let me know what those things are, because that brings us to the end of this episode. Guys, if you are new here and you are enjoying these things that I'm making, please hit that subscribe button if you're on my YouTube channel. If you're not, if you're listening to me on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave me a good review. I would love to see that. Share this with a friend. Please, if you have a friend who likes to talk about new ideas for Minecraft, this is the show for them as well. So share this with a friend and let's get them hooked. Um, you can send a message to me on my email, which is dickstraightdowncast at gmail.com. You can leave me a voice message on my page on Anchor. You can join my Discord. The link is in the show notes, as well as the link to my Patreon, which joining at any tier will get you some pretty cool perks. So don't forget about that. So with that being said, guys, thanks for listening to this first episode of Season 4 of Dick Straight Down. Keep digging straight down, and I will see you guys at Bedrock. Thank <laughs> you.